0: I mean, if Jade's smart, he will turn it into his brand and release a range of Turkish bread. <laughs> you know, like you could have some Turkish bread called Jade and then a different
1: style Kevin.
2: You're listening to Behind the Bays. I'm Star. I'm Lockie Mac. And today we are joined by a very, very special guest, an Australian icon, if you will. All right, Hey.
1: Hi, Joel. How are you, Hi. Love? It's oh, great to, to have
2: you here. Oh, it's so
1: fabulous to be here with you. Welcome to the show. How, how's your week been? It's been
0: busy, doll. It's always busy. Yeah. Um, had to see my therapist after watching Bar and Bay's. Yep. Um, so that was a long conversation. But we're here and we're ready. Is there another appointment booked in or have you just got through all the issues? No, we kind of got through it nice and quickly. Yeah, yeah got it over and done with. So Who that's good. will
2: you be sending the invoice to for therapy?
1: Oh, definitely Jade. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, No spoilers, but we've got some things to talk about.
1: There's been plenty of stuff happening in this latest episode that I think we're going to delve into. We're definitely going to just uh, give... All right, hey, the reins of this show as well and just let him talk. So we're going to be silent for the next 40 minutes. <laughs> it's going to be all you. So, but we do have a lot to get through. I think one of the first things that we need to talk about is the fact in the last episode we talked about Alex maybe delving a little bit into Jade's history. Mm. And we see in the very first scene Alex using some of his software to look into Jade's faults and they found some interesting things that I think we need to address.
2: Yeah, so Alex had a good old stalk of Jade, crunched the numbers and discovered some very, very interesting things. Really, he just stalked his Instagram. You know, everybody stalks people on Instagram, right? We all do that.
1: Yeah, have you had any uh, issues with stalking people on Instagram before, Matt?
2: No, I'm usually the one
0: being stalked, which (laughs) I (laughs) love. So um, I don't have time to stalk people on Instagram, although I will say I'm very much someone who is, like, not afraid to watch your story, especially, like, over the the course of watching Byron Base. Like, I've been looking at everyone who's on there. I'm not following any of them but I've been looking at all their stories and everything and I'm, I wonder to myself whether they see me because you know I've got the blue ticks so I'm definitely coming up. I'm coming up. They'll be able to see that I'm watching the stories but I've got no shame like I think people always sort of say like oh my god like I've got a fake account to look at that or anything. I'm so shameless. I'm like I'll stalk you. I'll f- figure out what's going on.
2: You're welcome. Um, I've
0: got no <laughs> like no um, uh, what's the word? Embarrassment in doing yeah. that. So
2: I was once stalking someone on Facebook. That tells you how long ago this was it was like my friend's fiance's sister and I was so deep into stalking her on Facebook and I accidentally shared one of her posts <laughs> onto my account I don't know what the fuck happened my right thumb just did something funky literally shared like her engagement post from five years ago and then I closed the app and I went back in because you know as you do you close it you go fucking go straight back in and I realized that I had shared it on my Facebook account and it was just it was the worst but maybe i Need to take the leaf out of your book and just fuck it. Just okay. own it. Just, I'll share i, I would have
0: commented saying beautiful pic, you know. <laughs> I would have just owned
1: it and moved on. Just completely doubled down. So happy for this couple. You know, it happened five years ago, but I'm, the joy has just kept going yeah. over the years.
0: It just I, came up in my memory. I, I, <laughs>
2: yeah. I don't actually know you. I'm just talking you because I heard you were a bitch, but uh, congrats. <laughs> I'm
1: really, really happy on your engagement, by the way. The dress looks like shit, but I heard the reception was nice. Just really go in on them.
2: So, All Right Hair, you're a bit of an OG influencer in the Australian world. You've been around for a while, been around (laughs) town.
0: (laughs) You, we sound you know, like I a grandma, like, like, yeah, back in my day when we were on YouTube. So,
1: Matt, Matt, when the internet was invented, <laughs> that would have been exciting at the time. When you
2: started making YouTube videos, did you have dial-up internet? Doing, oh, no, your stop, you shady bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but let's bring it back to the base. So, had you heard of Jade Kevin Foster before the show?
0: No, I hadn't. I don't know because you know what? He's he's quite plain, like quite forgettable. So I didn't, I didn't. <laughs> I don't mean that as a read. Like I don't mean that. But you look and you go like, what has he done? I'm not really sure. Like, and you move on, and it's not like a uh, yeah. I just think that I. Yeah, haven't heard of him. Maybe I had. Maybe I've met him. I don't know. I have a bad memory. Like, I'm going to put down that, no, I, I didn't know
1: who he was.
2: It's not a very memorable person. No. Mm. Not
1: too, but now that you are aware of who he is, now what are your thoughts? Is it someone you're going to remember now or is it? Oh,
0: for sure. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> no, I'll definitely remember who he is now.
1: No, it's, it's funny that you weren't aware of who he is because as he claims, he is Australia's largest male influencer. Mm. And I'm just, uh, someone of that stature, you would think you would have at least heard of once or twice or come across their profile, but apparently not. Is there some sort of legitimacy to that claim, do you think?
0: Um, I think that the way that Jade says it in the show is very interesting because I think maybe only one time he says, I'm the most followed male influencer. Um, But the rest of the time he just says, I'm the most followed male in Australia, which is inaccurate. Because there are, there are men's profiles in Australia with more followers, but they're not influencers. They're people like Shane Warne. Mm-hmm. They're people like who have a celebrity status and like in the traditional media kind of world or like sports players or actual celebrities. Yeah. Um, but the way he phrases it is in the show is, yeah, most followed male for the most part. And... I don't know. It's weird, and we spoke about this on my podcast Trash Alley. Like, it's really weird that people like Michael Finch and Kurt Coleman. Like, when when male influencers come to mind, you think of those really, really big male influencers who have created such an impact. Look at Michael Finch. I was saying that everyone in, you know, high school at one point in time knew who Michael Finch were. was. They were all like, thank you Hindi, like all the rest of that sort of stuff. Like, he was like such a, a huge name and I don't know what he's got, maybe like 600k on Instagram or something like that. So for Jade, who I have no idea who he is, I have no idea what he's done, to have so many more followers is, like I can see why Alex wanted to dive into it.
1: Well, it's interesting because he also has that photo of him with Kim Kardashian, which he claimed gave him, you know, 200 thousand followers. So maybe he's got a bit of leverage there and he's just built it off that little that little meetup with Kimmy.
0: I mean definitely Kim Kardashian sharing a photo. I can see you getting followers from that. Like, it does make sense. And 200,000, like, look, back in the day, it was very different. I feel like if Kim Kardashian shared a photo of someone now, they might only get 10,000 followers. Like, it's not gonna be that much because Instagram is so saturated. And now we don't care as much about who you're tagging and what you're doing. Um, I think that people just watch because they're programmed to watch. And so back in the day when Kim shared that photo, I do believe that 200,000 people probably did go and follow him um, that's definitely quite possible.
2: Have you ever had something absolutely blow up on the internet? Like something of the stature of getting a photo with Kim Kardashian?
0: Unfortunately not. Um,
2: (laughs) Still waiting for my big break. As
0: Jade likes to remind us, you know, (laughs) Alex's talent. (laughs) They haven't done anything near as quite as Jade, but, um, no, nothing like a photo with Kim Kardashian or anything like that. No.
2: Let's talk about Alex Reed's talent for a second. I have a question for you. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, let me swear on the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Swear on the Byron Bay Bible. <laughs> Are you managed by Alex Reed? <sighs>
0: I will not be answering any further questions (laughs) until my lawyer is in the room with me. Um, No, but I am managed by Alex's company. I used to be managed by Alex Reid and now he sort of has a whole company and uh, he's not my direct manager, but um, he used to be my direct manager back in the day when I was on YouTube. He actually discovered me way, 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 a long, long, long time ago um, and yeah, I've just stuck with him the whole time because for me, he's been absolutely amazing. And so he's the only reason I've, I'm watching this show because obviously he's on the show. And <laughs> if he wasn't on the show, I probably wouldn't watch the show because it's um, it's not up my alley.
1: Right. And a lot of times reality shows will try to skew the way people look and try to make them into characters. You know, you've got your villains, you've got your heroes and your underdogs in reality shows. With the way that they've portrayed Alex, do you think it's very... Um, realistic to who he is in real life what do you think their show is doing a little bit to make him look like a villain and set up this rivalry with Jade? I think Alex is doing a little bit to look like a villain to uh, be honest yeah. I, think, I
0: think he got there and I don't know because obviously he's been under NDA so he's hardly told me anything but I feel like I know Alex well enough to know he would have got there, he would have seen who was on the show and gone fuck this I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't and he would have just like hammed it up and he would have like you know played into what was, it's very it's still very real it's still who he is but I can tell like those one liners like he's seen I think episode one about like Not- oh, you can't have David Jones talent for big W prices or something like yeah. that and like that is so something that he would say um, but he's saying that I can tell he's saying that to get a kick out of the audience and saying things like um, you know Twitter is so 2012 dull like Twitter kicked off at that comment I don't know if you were following the Byron Bay's hashtag on Twitter but when Alex said that Twitter was like going into meltdown like how dare this man say that Twitter is so 2012 we're still here we're valid and like he only said that cuz he knew it
1: would get a rise out of all the twitter users mm. so he knows what he's doing a little bit he
0: knows what he's doing
1: but it's it's odd i don't know what his beef is with like nice australian home brand stores like he's gone at spotlight <laughs> he's gone at big w he's just like anyone with affordable prices that sells <laughs> anco branded t-shirts are going under my fucking thumb <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's very Alex. <laughs> so he maybe <laughs> is staying true to himself.
2: So what about in the first episode where he said he's on the phone and he said, who's that? Nope. Never heard of him. Have you ever had an interaction like that with Alex Reed where he didn't know who you were oh, or shit. just a bit dismissive?
0: Not for me personally. He's always known who I am, obviously. <laughs> but um, he definitely has acted that way to other people. Yeah, for wow. sure.
2: So are you going to come back to all of the juicy goss on the big fight? Because we know that's why you're all here. You just want to hear the tea. But before we do that, let's take a trip to the beach with the boys. The boys.
1: Oi, oi. You can hear them coming by the echoes of oi, oi coming along the shoreline. <laughs> I mean, that's my worst nightmare, seeing them all carpool together. Could you imagine, like, you're getting in the car with them and they're like, all right, you're in middle. I'd be like, fuck. Like, you know, the, just the chat the whole time is just yelling different things, the <laughs> like, things they say, oi. Surf's out there, pretty good, eh? <laughs> it's, like, it's
2: looking yeah. pretty choppy today yes. and Nathan's got fucking Avicii on the Oxcord cord for sure.
1: Boys, it's the seventh time you've acknowledged that there's a beach. It's okay, <laughs> we get it. But I think we saw Nathan have a full-on existential crisis about his identity.
2: Yeah, he did have a really great quote in this episode. He said, the only people that really know me are the boys. But that doesn't really seem to be true because we've got some drama brewing amongst the boys, don't we?
1: Yes, and as we know, Elias uh, went on a little beach date with Sarah, and he might have slipped into conversation that Nathan is a bit of a fuckboy. Now, Nathan did mention that only the boys understand him. So, Star, you can sit this one out. <laughs> Matt, <laughs> Matt, when we talk about Nathan and understanding him as a person, obviously there's been a bit of debate. What is your take on Nathan so far as one of the boys? <laughs>
0: It's so funny because I just tune out when they're on the screen. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly, I think, like, the boys and, and not so much, like, Simba and Kai, a bit different, but, like, definitely Nathan and Elias. Mm-hmm. Like, I was tuning out. I was on my phone. I was scrolling TikTok. I was like, <laughs> I'm so bored. Them and Elle. Like, if they were on screen, I was, like, tuned out. So... I think you just need to stick around with Nathan because I feel like as you keep watching, you'll you'll maybe warm up to him a little bit more. Th- that's the thing about this show is at the start going into it, episode one and two, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like <laughs> therapist on speed dial, like please, <laughs> this is too much. And by the end of it, I, I saw a few of them in a different light and it was very interesting. So you'll have to keep watching.
2: Got a bit of character development ahead. Yeah. Uh,
1: depends, how stubborn are we? Because we've gone in on Nathan's a fair bit and it's going to be hard to take back a lot of the <laughs> things we've said I, uh, I mentioned that I wanted to burp him
2: <laughs> get him and on your lap and give him a little burpee
1: yeah so I don't and I, I may have called him insufferable and annoying but uh, look oh and I mean you were so right in saying that <laughs> thank you someone backing me up on this one I mean he it was just interesting to see him have this existential crisis when someone said that he was a fuck boy because he had all of them lined up and I thought, this is like a chat you usually have when something really big has happened. He goes, guys, it's come to my attention that someone... Well, this is really hard. Uh, someone has been spreading rumours that I'm, I'm a fuckboy. <laughs> and he followed up with one of my favourite quotes from him. He said, a fuckboy is a guy with no depth who's basically just out there to fornicate. <laughs> which is, like, the whole sentence sounds like him, but then he throws in fornicate. Fornicate! <laughs> Amazing that he's just gone for that one.
2: It really brings me back to the whimsical little boy that we were chatting about in the episode. Let's go, whimsical little boy is going to go fornicate.
1: Oh, he's gone off with (laughs) L to fornicate.
2: Do you think they maybe like had bets between each other and they're like, you have to say this word in the episode?
1: Can you slip this into conversation naturally? (laughs) Fornicate. I never thought about
0: that, but now that you've said that, like, I think that that could have been totally plausible.
1: Nice, like checking his hand before he says it. Yeah, a fuckboy's just out here trying to fornicate. <laughs> no, but well,
0: the other thing Funk is, mate, like, mate, hang on, <laughs> let me Google, like, the actual definition of fuckboy mm-hmm. because maybe he has actually read fornicate on the internet no. and yes! gone, that's what I'm going to, like, he's just said it <laughs> word for word. He's like,
1: I need to be prepared in case somebody calls me this on the show. It's happened before. <laughs> I want to be able to back myself up. Are you looking at a Webster's dictionary or? No, I'm looking at Dictionary.com, oh, like wow. the actual... The good one.
2: I feel like we hear the word fornicate in like period dramas, not really in reality TV. Yeah,
1: well, it was like uh, the Bridgerton show.
2: <laughs> mother, I'm going to go fornicate with Jamie outside in the quarters.
1: Wait, what character was like informing their mother of their sexual activity beforehand?
2: Uh, you just
1: said mother, I'm about to go out and no! fornicate. No, <laughs> it's from Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah, but like who's informing their parents like, oh heading out for a bit what are you doing fornicating be Getting back in route. like be back in like 2 to 4 minutes
0: <laughs> i did a quick google and i have found one page that uses the term dtf
2: is <laughs> it down to fuck
0: well they've written down to fornicate so <laughs> to that fornicate. may have been where he got that word from because like i haven't heard that word in ever <laughs>
2: Like, where'd that come from? It's maybe since like a year 12 English text or something, yeah. like an old book. Yeah. But um, Nathan is apparently bringing it back.
1: He's in the modern day Shakespeare. <laughs> it's very Chronicles of Narnia, isn't yes! it?
2: <laughs> it's, it's giving Aslan. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Nathan turns up to the next party with uh, goat legs on him. <laughs>
2: <As> <laughs> Mr. Tomnus
1: with Tom, an umbrella.
2: Mr. Tomnus is pretty hot, so Nathan can't play him.
0: Okay, we'll unpack
1: that in another
2: episode. Anyway.
1: Yeah, I just love the fact that when they were talking about all this stuff and they've got all these dramatic shots over to Elias who clearly knows he said it. And then there's no like, the boys is who I trust. And he said boys like 14 more times. And then out of nowhere, who's our new character? He's the lovely guy who does boutique airlines. Frimmy and Saskia. In the middle of Nathan like pouring his soul out, Frimmy just goes, all right, enough of that. Let's go for a surf. And then it's beach montage with them on <laughs> <in> their boards. <laughs> Either Frimmy doesn't give a fuck or he's just really keen to get on the water. Yeah.
2: What's Frumi's business? He's got like a boutique airline. Nathan's like, Frumi's business is actually pretty fucking sick, eh? Hey? Yeah. He does like bougie flights from Sydney to Byron Bay.
1: Which small market. You know what's so weird? Like I don't
0: even remember this person in the, in the, in the, in the series. Like I, I remember Saskia because I remember listening to her talk and going, you yeah, uh, are such an idiot. But <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you think that Elias telling Sarah that Nathan was a fuckboy is a bit of a dog act?
0: Ask me that again. <laughs> I'm yes. going to get my boys correct.
2: People, people. <laughs> I'll reframe. I'll reframe.
1: I like that you were delivered in such do an official you? way. Like you're in inter- So do you believe based on the evidence provided very that. <laughs> current affair. Like you are Tracy Grimshaw sitting over there going, where were you then night of the 13th?
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you think that Elias calling Nathan a fuck boy was a bit of a dog act? Um, no. No.
0: I don't reckon um, and do I think that Nathan's reaction was warranted? Maybe. Um, I do, I do want, oh, it's hard to talk about because I want to talk about, like, it's hard knowing what happens in the future. Um, so I think I'll just leave it there. <laughs> That's all
2: right. <laughs> if you were Elias, would you own up to calling Nathan a fuckboy? Or would you die with the lie?
0: Oh, no, I'd own up. I think if you're going to say something, you got to stand with it. You've got to own it. Um... I honestly just don't think it's that big of a deal. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. For me, I'm just like, even if he was a fuckboy, like I feel like you can be different for each relationship anyway. Like maybe he has been a fuckboy. I mean, obviously taking the evidence from the last 30 relationships, sure. But, I mean, there's always time to change. So I think that Sarah as well just needed to take it for what it was. Yeah. Um, Because it's a, it's a it's a little bit of those... Like it's a little bit of a dog act kind of for Elias to say that to throw Sarah off. I guess it's hard because you haven't watched any of the future episodes whereas I've watched the whole season. But like, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. Elias doesn't make a move on Sarah. Oh.
2: So my whole
0: thing was if you... If you were to say, like, he's a fuckboy, stay away from him, then maybe, like, make a move. But Elias doesn't do that. So for me, I'm like, why did he say that? There was kind of, like, no need. Like, let Sarah and Nathan figure it
1: out for themselves. Mm. So he just kind of – he's that guy who just farts in the room then walks out. (laughs) Yeah,
0: basically. (laughs) He's not even going
1: to try to blame it on someone else. He just crop-dusted everyone. He crop-dusted Nathan and Sarah's love, which is, (sighs) all right, I'm going to head out, guys. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So did he do it because he cares about Sarah as a friend or he was just like, nah, fuck you, Nathan?
1: Yeah, that's weird because I don't think he he knew he didn't know Sarah long enough for that to be like a very important thing to be well, friends that's about. The thing. She's new, so I think maybe he just has something out for Nathan. Which fucking can someone other than Elle be on Nathan's side? Can we get like someone to back him up other than the girl who's in love with him who cl- also has a boyfriend? Like yeah. he needs a little bit of backup. Yeah.
2: You don't know who these people.
0: are. No, I know, <laughs> I, I knew I know <laughs> who they are, but I think like. I just think my energy was so focused on Jade and Alex yeah. that I didn't care about any of this. So I'm waiting to give my input when we get to that at yeah. the end.
1: One of my favourite moments that we got here was any time Sarah gets those pipes out and has it all sing... <laughs> You know, my eyes appeal to the screen and my ears are open. Yeah, I'm like Dumbo as soon as she starts singing, I was got very excited. Um, interesting choice to sing a song about how alone she is and how she has no friends in a place where all her new friends are, and she's clearly not alone. because She's surrounded by many people, which is very strange. It's like that's like getting up at your wedding and writing a song about like heartbreak and not <laughs> and being alone forever, and your groom's just sitting there like this is counterintuitive
2: there's nothing worse than a friend that complains about having no friends and you're like bitch what about me
1: yeah do you want to come out with us literally oh my god
2: so sazzy i'm gonna call her sazzy now performed at kai's i just sazzy yeah saz sarah (laughs) sarah (laughs) sarah with the pipes performed at kai's (laughs) exhibition which was pretty fucking good He had some great pieces.
1: Yeah, there were some nice ones. I mean, Alex said he was going to purchase a couple of those, so maybe we can try to get our hands on those, have a look at those. But he did some really nice work and it's just really strange. The guy who's the most chilled out dude who put on this nice exhibition for his friends – was basically the catalyst for every bit of shit to hit the fan.
2: <laughs> the unproblematic king brought everyone together, and that's when it all turned to shit.
1: Maybe I okay. Here's a theory for you. Go. Okay, okay. Kai is a producer on the show. He's been planted to be this chill dude that doesn't want any doesn't want any drama. He just wants everyone to be friends. But really, he's pulling the strings. He knows there's beef going on, and if he can get them all in one room, that's television that's worth watching. I think Kai's a little snake in the grass. <gasps> our little string bean we boy love is a trader. Kai,
2: he reposted our video.
1: Because oh, he's a producer, he's trying to, <laughs> to, he's trying to promote the show. Yes. He knows he's what he's doing. He's the PR
2: machine. Yep. Okay, so we had Sarah singing a beautiful and very depressing song for us. <laughs> yeah. And then we have The Big Fight, what we're all here for.
1: This has been something that's been brewing for a long time. This is a cold drip coffee. This is not something you make in 30 seconds. This is a coffee that's been brewing for days. And finally we get it in this episode. We see Alex reveal what he knows to a couple of people at the party, which finally gets back to Jade. Jade decides that he wants to confront Alex. And Alex tells him that about 400,000 to 500,000 of his followers are based in Turkey, of all places, and also he has a larger following in Iran than in Australia, which being a social media superstar, Matt, what do those numbers tend to tell you for the people who aren't, you know, tech savvy? Does Turkey just love Instagram? (laughs) Those numbers tell me
0: that Alex had every right to question what was going on. And when he did that deep dive and he found all of that information, it was like, hmm, Something's not right here. And Jade says in the show, like Jade's defense to what Alex is saying seems to be I've traveled all over the world. Like I've traveled to Turkey. So it makes sense that I've got followers in Turkey, but not 500,000 followers from Mm. Turkey. You know, I've been to Hawaii. How many Hawaiians follow me? I don't know. I don't think (laughs) it's that much. Like, you know, I've been to Japan. How big is my Japanese following? I don't think it's the majority like Jade's. Like something's going on for them all to be from Turkey.
1: My big thing is I don't know why Jade got so upset.
2: Oh, he arced up straight away. He was mad.
1: My thing is I think he should have doubled down. Turkey's a great place. It's a beautiful country. I've noted down here the first hand-washing unit with a flush mechanism, so basically the first flushing toilet, <laughs> invented in Turkey, which predates European invention of the flushing toilet by about 400 years. Wow. Turkey did that. Where do you think military marching bands were founded? Turkey, that's right. <laughs> wow. First ever cave church. Some believe that it was in Turkey. I believe it was in Turkey. First cave church in Turkey. I think he should have doubled down. It's a great country. Just yeah. I mean, they
0: have all. great bread. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I forgot about the- We love – and we love Turkey. We're not talking shit about Turkey. Um, We're just asking why Turkey likes Jade so much. And here's the thing as well. Um, You can look up the top ten. You know how Netflix has the top ten in every country? Um, And it kind of shows you, like, what people are watching in that country. So if you go to the website and type in top ten in Australia, Byron Bates is currently, as we're recording this podcast, sitting at number seven Mm. in the country. So when you type in Turkey, you know – Jade's massive following from Turkey. You're like, it's going to be number one, right? <laughs> so you type in Turkey, top 10, and in the top 10, Byron Bays isn't even there, mm. not there at all. You'd think that if Jade had 500,000 followers, that's almost half his following were in Turkey, and they loved him as much as he thinks that they love them, then I think that it'd be number one, surely, in Turkey right now, but it's not even on the top 10. That was some Tracy Grimshaw-level reporting. I I researched for this. I researched for this episode because, you know, he had some choice words to say about Alex's talent. And as we said at the top of the episode, like, who is Jade Kevin Foster? We don't know. No one had heard of him.
2: So since the show has aired, Jade has never really explicitly said that this isn't true. He's just said, this has hurt me personally and kind of like danced around it. But he's never directly address the issue. And do you think that's a sign of someone who's trying to hide something?
1: I mean, it's that age-old tale of uh, I'm not lying, but I'm not necessarily telling the truth either.
2: I can neither confirm nor deny.
1: And I don't think he's done either of those things. And I mean, if it's going to keep this spicy little relationship with Alex going with him, I don't see why he has to admit to anything. I mean, it could just – I will be fucking hysterical if it just turns out that he just is really big in Turkey. If that's just like his huge market that they love him for, then I would be more than happy with that being the case.
0: Well, I did a little bit more of a deep dive than what Alex had done. And I, because I, obviously Jade makes a comment about Alex's talent and being one of Alex's talent, I wasn't happy with this. And I was Mm. like, right, let's see if you really are real or whether you do have fake followers and so I decided to do a bit of a deep dive and this was brought on by one of my friends who was watching the show at the same time as me and I was saying you know texting each other saying oh they've got to be fake they've got to be fake they've got to be fake and my friend said to me that he has really good engagement and what had happened was I looked at um, one of the photos which I had looked at a couple weeks ago and I only had about 20,000 likes. And then I looked while I was watching the show, it had 100,000 likes on it. I mean, that's a huge jump of 80,000 likes on a recent photo that he had posted. And I thought, "Mm, I'm going to like look into this. Now, maybe 80,000 people have come across his page and liked that photo. There's not really much way to tell or prove that someone has bought likes. There's not really a, a way to do that because like, there's not really a way to tell if you've bought likes on Instagram. One really good way to tell, though, is the comment section, which is what I want to talk about. Because the comment section of Jade's Instagram is very, very interesting. And, I mean, I cannot sit here and say that they are fake, but it's like I'm telling the listeners, I'm t- telling the Bar and Bay's podcast listeners, make your own judgment on this. Because if you go and look at his photos, you will notice that... The photo, for example, may be of him in Speedos. And there's a a photo Mm. recently where he's posted in, like, the shower... ...but he's got these white Speedos on. And, uh, like, literally feel free to get it up and we'll do this together. And I don't even know what the caption is. I don't care. It doesn't matter. The problem is, if you look at the comments on the photo remembering all he is wearing is white speedos just undies just undies the comments on the photo say things like nice shoes nice pants love the shirt where's your top from where's the shirt from link shirt please love the shirt love the shoes love the shorts love your hair his hair's wet in the shower like you know none of those comments add up and My whole thing is if, you know, your loyal audience, as he says, he has a very loyal audience from Turkey, is everyone in Turkey dumb? Because he's not (laughs) wearing any of those clothes. And obviously, no, people in Turkey aren't dumb. So what I'm sitting here saying is, like, it's not a lost in translation thing. It can't be, like, that everyone thinks he's wearing shorts in the photo when he's clearly not. Mm. These are bots, bought comments, In my opinion, allegedly, allegedly, (laughs) you know, so I don't get sued. But why, like where's that answer? And I'd love for Jay to like give us an answer as to why all his comments just don't add up to the photo. There's another one of him at a movie premiere Uh, and it's just like a headshot so it's just from his waist up and again the comments are nice shoes like at least in the shower one, his feet are in the photo so there might be a (laughs) bit of confusion maybe they've typed in feet and shoes have translated it's got lost in translation but then you look and it says nice pants there's no pants in the photo on his instagram Mm.
2: so it seems like jade has a lot to say about other talent but he won't address his own shit
1: yeah i just think maybe they're confused maybe they're thinking like hey man if you were wearing pants right now, I would have to assume they would be some nice pants. <laughs> if you're wearing shoes in that shower, they would be some nice shoes. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, for Joe. Also, was it very jarring for anyone else the first time they saw like the interview clip of him without a mustache? <laughs> that really threw me.
2: New character unlocked. Which,
1: yeah, it made me upset because there was something I could relate to with him. We both had these like little seedy and then he shaved his.
2: So Matt, can we come back to what he actually said? Because he did drag Alex Reed's other talent a little bit. What are some of the things he said, what have your talent done? Because i kind of suggesting that you or Alex's other talent have not really achieved much within your career.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't really want to sit here and go on about myself for forever, but like I've done, I've hosted sold out national tours across Australia. I've got five shows coming up at Sydney Comedy Festival. All three of them have sold out. One's got two tickets left and one's about to sell out. I've got my own Spotify original podcast. I've been on TV. I've been on radio. I've done all of that. Like it's been a very thing. And I could go on about it, but like, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it. Um, but I... I just want to know one thing that Jade Kevin Foster's done. Like, give me one example of what you've done. Because when you do a quick Google, like, where are the achievements? Where are the news articles? Where are. Before Byron Bays, I mean, like, obviously, now that he's in Byron Bays, there's a lot of talk about him. And most of the articles are, are your followers fake? And people doing deep dives like I did and coming to the conclusion that, yeah, they're all pretty much something dodgy is going on. Maybe they're not fake, but like
1: something. Is not right there.
2: We need a testimonial from, like, one of Jade's followers in Turkey or something like that.
1: Uh, yeah, I would love if someone sends it over we just put it through Google Translate. It's just like, <laughs> we're just really big fans of Jade. Literally. <laughs> we just love his white Speedos. But also,
0: like, how do you measure success? Like, when he says to me, when he says on the show, like... What have your talent done? They've done, like, done nothing that I have. Like, I could sit here and list all the things that I've done and weigh them up against things that he's done, but what is the measure of success? Like, is it that I've done more? Like... Shows, Or would he see that as like, that's not even a big deal. I've done all these other things. Like, it's very hard to like add up, like, even just other talent. Like, it's hard for me to sit here with you and be like, I've done more than you. Like, in your eyes, you may have done more than me in a different realm, if that makes sense. I feel like what I'm saying, like, doesn't make sense. No, it does make sense. Basically, the question is like, how are we measuring the success? Mm. Because if it is off TV appearances, radio, live shows, selling tickets and meet and greets and fans and followers and people actually supporting what you do um buying my merch all of that sort of stuff i'm like if that's what we're measuring i truly believe that i would stack up better against jade but is that what we're
1: measuring i don't know yeah but like other than all those things you mentioned what have you done like other than (laughs) it
2: doesn't really sound like you sound a bit lazy yeah if you
1: ignore everything that you've just (laughs) mentioned there Like if we forget that you've got a bunch of live shows that are are almost sold out and three of them are sold out coming up, what have you you actually done? I mean- like it just sounds, it just sounds like you're slacking off Literally a lot. nothing. It
2: sounds like Jade is measuring his success by the number of followers that he well, has. Well, that's what I mean yeah. because
0: give me your CV. Give me your resume, Joel. Okay. Like this is the question I asked on Trash Alley. I said, where are the receipts? Mm-hmm. Like what have you done? Because he keeps saying things like I've got all these loyal fans. I've done so many things. I have a brand. You're coming for my business. But like what business do you have? You, you haven't shown us like any – kind of proof and the thing is as well just like if we really want to do a deep dive um I also did a different deep dive into finding like certain SEOs and like how prevalent Jade Kevin Foster is in search history prior to Byron Bay's, and he doesn't even stack up against anyone else in the industry like I had more people googling who I was than him yeah. prior to Byron Bay's, and it's like well they don't I goo- just I just th- want to ask, what
1: have you done? <laughs> Maybe they're not Googling him because everyone is already aware of who he is.
0: <laughs> you are so in love with Jade He's Like it's sad. scary. I just
1: like the mustache. It makes me feel validated. Well, he
0: shaved it, so how does that make you feel?
1: Well, I'm shaving mine after that. Can I just there was one thing you said, an influencer CV. What the fuck does an influencer's <laughs> resume look like?
2: Like a media kit. I'm
1: proficient in TikTok insights. Like really proficient in Microsoft Excel as well. I'm sorry, I feel like I'm really going
0: in on him, but he went in on me on the show. But let's talk about his TikTok. Yeah. Three thousand
1: followers? He has TikTok?
0: Yeah, three thousand followers. Even know. So where's your one point two million and why haven't they come over to your TikTok? Because mm. it's hard to buy TikTok followers. I had <sighs> You know?
2: So when Jade was going absolutely off his rocket, Alex was very composed and very calm. Matt, he's managed you for many, many years. Is that how he usually reacts in the face of conflict?
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. Definitely. Um, it's also how I would react in a, f- in the face of conflict as well. My mom always taught me if anyone yells at you, cause I used to work at McDonald's and like, you know, get like angry customers and stuff. And she said to me one time, and it always stuck with me that if anyone ever yells at you, lower your voice because it makes them feel stupid. And so like, I feel like that may have been the tactic that Alex was using there. Like Jay just went zero to a hundred, was yelling and carrying on. And Alex like, kind of just took a step back and spoke really calmly. And I feel like when you're in a confrontation with someone and that's happening, um, it's, like, one of the best tactics to use because then they're the only ones yelling. They look hysterical, which I think Jade did. So, like... Did it's a what, good tactic.
1: Did watching that moment give you a little bit of PTSD back to working the drive through and having people yell at you?
2: Where's my fucking uh, sauce? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely.
1: What was the worst thing that someone complained about, like the most ridiculous thing that someone complained about at your time at the uh, Mickey D's?
0: For me personally, like I didn't get many complaints because I was really good <laughs> at my job. Here I'm not even kidding. Go. I will. I'm no word of a lie to you. <laughs> Seriously, in like the five or six years that I worked there not once did I ever forget someone's sweet and sour sauce oh. like never in my life they need you was back like there, babe. When, <laughs> <laughs> when I worked there I was like this is the literally like the one thing that I'll never do is forget someone's sauce and I don't think I ever did cuz I never had anyone come back and like ask for it and the second thing was I was the best barista there like people would literally if someone else was on making coffees they'd be like can I just get Matt to can, <laughs> can you just get Matt to make mine cuz he makes it right do you know what I mean um but yeah, Yeah, I didn't really deal with many complaints myself.
2: But you would have seen some drama around you.
0: Yeah, well, I also don't get paid enough back then to, like, you know, deal with the drama. So as soon as someone did have a problem, I'd go one moment, shut the window on them and walk away. Which, like, (laughs) pissed them off. But then I'd go, hi, I've got someone at the window who wants to speak to the manager. Even if they didn't want to speak to the manager, they were just trying to yell at me. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm getting literally, like, $11 an hour. Like, it's it's not – you're not going to yell at me. Like, you can yell at someone else. And I'd just let, like, one of the managers – Defend me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but one of the sweetest things we saw was that, you know, Sarah's kind of been taken under the wing of Alex as she pursues her seeing career. So she kind of backed him up a little bit, was checking in on him. Like, mm. it was nice that, to see that, you know, there was a little bit of backup because obviously Jade has the girls around him as well who are taking care of him. But Alex seemed like he was a little bit out on his own. But Sarah came along. She's like the McDonald's manager.
0: Yeah. He,
1: and Alex is the barista who's trying to make just a beautiful coffee. Just <laughs> that by the way, like being the best barista at McCafe is like being the fastest hurdle. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're the best, but you're still going to be really slow. Not to diss you or anything, but I'm just assuming. Okay. Fuck it's you, me. McCafe. Sorry. It's me
0: walking out. No, I was pretty fast. I was pretty good. I was the best they had. You know what, funny story, which like probably won't make it into the podcast episode, but like one of the craziest moments of my life was I walked the Aria's red carpet. Mm, Where was Jade Kevin Foster? I didn't see him there. (laughs) Uh, I was walking the Aria's red carpet and, um, you know, partying with Harry Styles and, you know, he called me cute. It was really fun. And then um, I was like, I've got to go. And then I left and went home um, and the next day, the next morning, I had to get up and work in my cafe and, and make coffees for people. This is back when like social media wasn't my full-time gig and I was making coffees for customers and they were playing sunrise like in the in the dining room and so people are literally ordering their coffee off me. I've still got like little piece, pieces of glitter <laughs> piece of glitter on my face from the Arias and um I'm just going, you know, order for Rachel. Here you go. Thank you. And I'm look up and I'm on sunrise and they're talking about my outfit because I used to wear all these extravagant outfits on the red carpets. And I was, like, making people coffees. And no one knew. Like, no one even made the connection. Like, customers were literally standing there with their arms folded, like, watching Sunrise going... Yeah, right, and then (laughs) getting the coffee off me and, like, not making the
1: connection.
2: Living the double life. I know, I'm
1: very Hannah Montana. (laughs) Now, Matt, you've obviously been able to watch the rest of the episodes. and You kind of know what's going to be going down. We're just kind of drip-feeding ourselves these Mm -hmm. things one episode at a time. Without spoiling it, can you give us a little teaser of some characters we need to be looking out for or some relationships that might surprise us? There's something that we need to keep an eye on that we might not expect.
0: Definitely. I think keep an eye on Sarah. And mm-hmm. Nathan, and and how they progress. Definitely keep an eye on Hannah, um, because as we said earlier, there's a lot of character development. I I wasn't really a fan of Hannah the first couple episodes. Um, but keep, I mean, keep watching. You can probably tell how I feel about her by the end of it. But yeah, like I think there's a lot of character development and a lot of people also fade into the background and it's, it's very strange where like people who are at the forefront of the first couple episodes kind of fade into the background by the end of it. And, you know, as I said earlier, we were talking about characters and I went, I don't even know who this is. I don't remember (laughs) that person being in the show. Um, So the dynamic definitely changes. And the people who you think are like the, in quotations, main characters at the start, kind of everything shifts by the end of it.
2: Well, we'll keep watching because we're contracted for the whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: literally. And I feel like, you know (laughs) what, even though what I've said about Jade today and we've looked into his uh, comments, we've looked into his likes, we've looked into his followers and, like, he's copped a lot of flack from us today because, yeah, at the end of the day maybe I do believe that there's something fishy going on. Is it fake followers? We don't know. But I think that he, for one, we have to give him credit for being so smart because he literally fooled Netflix into giving him – letting him onto this show – um, he could be the smartest person in Australia right now because he's got his own Netflix show, which at the end of the day, I mean, if we were checking CVs, I don't have one of those. <laughs> so he's got he's picked me to the post there. Um, so maybe he does outweigh me in things that he's done in his career because he's got the Netflix show. Um, so I have to give him credit for doing that because, I mean, all eyes are on Jade's account right now. We don't really care about some of the other people who are on the show, but like everyone wants to know about Jade and Jade's followers. People are writing articles about Jade and Jade's followers. So he really is like the talk of the town right now. And for that, we have to give him credit.
2: I mean, social media is all about staying relevant, right? And he's becoming relevant. Like I don't know who he was before, but he's back in the news cycle now. So an interesting one to watch.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes on Jade, especially with all the the things that you've had to say today. I think it was quite <clears throat> revealing. I'm sure he's going to appreciate it. if he ever listens to this as well. I'm sure he'll take it well, the same way he took some questions from Alex quite well. But Oh, my God. I
0: can't wait till he's yelling at me with sweat stains. But, uh... <laughs> but I can't uh... wait
1: to be yelled at. Hey, Jade, if you're listening... Please, we'd love a response. Come, there's a seat here. Matt's been keeping it warm for yeah. you. So you can always come take a seat and yeah. you come have a chat with us. Give us your side of the story. Maybe you just are Turkey's star boy. Yeah. The, 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 the big star of Turkey. Maybe that is the case. And, I
0: mean, if Jade's smart, he will turn it into his brand and release a a, a range of Turkish bread. <laughs> You know, like you could have some Turkish bread called Jade and then a different style Kevin and then the last one Foster. Like, you know, you can really... So, Jade, if you have liked what you've heard here today, my name's All Right Hay. And if you didn't like what you heard, my name's Michael Finch.
2: (laughs) Uh, All right. Hey, thank you so much for coming to the studio today. We appreciate you so much. Thank you
0: so much for having me. Hopefully there's a season two of the show and I'll be able to come back in season two. I might actually try and pitch myself to be on season two if they do it um, because, you know, I need it for the CV, of course. (laughs) I was
2: going to say, you've got a good CV. You've got a stellar application. (laughs) Put Alex Reid as a reference. You'll be in, babe.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on. We uh, we appreciate your kind, kind words, and I'm sure all the other people in the cast appreciate your kind words as well. Yeah,
0: I know. And you know what? I, I, I hate them all equally, so <laughs> it's, it's fine. None of you are hated any more than the rest of them.
2: No um, one's special.
1: Not favouring any above the others, which is what we like to see, which yeah. is what Byron Bay is all about, hating everybody equally. <laughs> Guys, if you've enjoyed listening to All Right Hey chat with us today, make sure you check out his podcast, Trash Alley with Mitchell Coombs as well. Another great listen. So please go check that out if you enjoyed today's episode.
2: Spotify original, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. That's a great little podcast. They can't obviously uh, tell it like it is how we do. here, We can just go off the rails and talk about whatever we bloody want.
2: (laughs) Nothing's off limits with the boys. Oh,
1: it's the wild west out here. (laughs) It's like listening to 2GB. We just tell it how it is. And we speak to the public, the nation of indignation. I've listened to too much AM radio <laughs> oh with my God. dad in the car. But um, we've still got a long while to go far out. It feels like we've seen a lot of this show, but we've still got a long trip ahead of us in the Range Rover with Alex. Hopefully we'll run into some more cows. <laughs> but we've got to be making a couple of predictions of what we think is going to go. We've been drip-fed a little bit of information mm-hmm. from Matt. But what, what are some of the things that we might want to predict for the rest of the season. Do we think Alex and Jade patch up their relationship or do we think it just keeps getting worse and worse?
2: Well, look, they left us with a big cliffhanger at the end of episode three. So I think that we still have a little bit more drama ahead of us between Alex and Jade. But at the end of the day, Alex is a professional. So who knows? I think hopefully they're able to put their differences aside, but I just really feel like this is not the end of Nathan and Elias. Surely something else is going to happen. I mean, they had that one conversation on the beach, but you don't just call someone a fuckboy and get away with it, do you? We've
1: gone from two alpha males butting heads to another two alpha males butting heads, and now that the information has been passed back to Nathan that Elias was the one who called him a fuckboy, I'm wondering if he approaches this level-headedly in a mature way or if Mm -hmm. it's like high school where it's like you called me a name you're not coming to my birthday party anymore.
2: <laughs> I do. I'm just going to bring you back to the trailer for one second because do. I do remember there being a bit of Nathan calling someone ah. something that's not very nice. You
1: can say it here. It's a Wild West star.
2: Look, I don't even know if I can say that quote on the podcast, but we're just going to have to tune into future episodes because we need to know what drama is going to unfold. Who will Sarah end up choosing, if anyone?
1: I'm just waiting for the uh, the plot twist to happen that ends up with Elle. I think that's maybe why Elle is so upset that she's come in because, not because she's taking Nathan away, but because she's chosen Nathan. Mm. But also Elle needs to get her shit together with her boyfriend. Like, fucking hell, man.
2: Well, All Right Hay did tell us that we've got some character development ahead of us. So maybe all of our predictions are going to be wrong. Who yeah. knows?
1: They're going to develop from having no personalities to having somewhat of a personality, which <laughs> will be very exciting for the show.
2: What if Nathan ends up being your favourite character? <sighs>
1: Let's just, let's not, let's Rock not bottom. go, let's not go crazy here, Star.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Behind the Bays podcast. We will have a brand new episode for you in your feed Tuesday at 5 p.m. I'm Star.
1: I'm Locky Mac. Thank you guys for listening to Behind the Bays. Bye, Ren or All right, hey, Trash Alley. <laughs>